We are very, very lucky to have cultivated a relationship with Stephen Che of Barstool Sports. He's a blogger. He hosts the Going Deep podcast with former Steeler Willie Colon. He's becoming very well known for his all 22 tape breakdowns. That's like the coach's film when you can see all 22 players on the field at once. He really knows the X's and O's of the game. We learned he became a Bucks fan in 97, roughly, after just thinking that the Bucks uniforms were really damn cool. You can find him on Twitter, at Stephen Che. That's S-T-E-V-E-N-C-H-E-A-H. Stephen, before we uh, before we break down what's going to happen and discuss this, what I think is damn near a must-win game for the Buccaneers taking on the Packers Sunday at 4, 425, you strike me as a man who has game day rituals. Like I think you said something to me once in a DM about on a on a Monday night game. Like you you had something to do while the game was on. What does a Bucks game look like for Stephen Che at home? Do you have a special chair? Do you lock yourself in a special man cave uh, where where the family can't get to you, or is it just kind of uh, you know a little more laid back than that? Um, I wouldn't say it's a specific like area of the house or anything like that. Like I like to wear certain things. I, uh, recently until this past week, I had a pair of, uh, game issued socks that I was wearing this, uh, this season. I didn't wear them for week one, but since then I wore them each week and we were three and zero with them. Um, so actually, um, for Barcelona, I had, uh, we were streaming the game live and a bunch of our guys from Chicago came down, so I actually put the socks on the line versus uh, another guy had a good luck chair. Oh, wow. Uh, like, kind of stadium chairs. We, so we put um, our good luck rituals up against each other, and I was at the box. Uh, uh, didn't pull it, pull it out, and so uh, I have no more game issued socks. So, oh, uh, man. We're going to bust something else out. We're going to bust something else out for this week I'm excited about. Um, but uh, not, nothing too specific. I mean, I've got a TV in uh, the master bedroom, and I've got one in the living room, so I usually watch in the living room. Um, just kind of isolated, uh, you know, uh, families kind of, uh, in and around the area, but you know, I'm, I'm able to be focused and, you know, I got my phone next to me for Twitter and stuff, but, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty chill. If it, uh, if it's a close game towards the end of the game, um, NFL rules and regulations, I can't like stream the actual game, like with my phone and, you know, why would I do that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Most of the time. No, yeah. But, um, I have these, uh, these, I wear eyeglasses. And uh, I will stream myself watching the game for the last two or three minutes, <laughs> if it's a close game, like a one-score game, and you can actually see the reflection in my glasses. So um, that's that's a that's the thing I've done for the last like year and a half, which has been pretty fun. But uh, yeah, no no like specific crazy rituals. It just kind of likes to be locked in. Uh, so so you said you lost your special socks. Now, uh, I think last time we had you on, uh, we discussed the fact, I don't remember the exact handle, but there was the Stephen Che's feet Twitter handle where people were really <laughs> digging some some shots of your feet. Uh, does that mean that nobody will yeah. be getting a peek at your tootsies anytime soon? Yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing uh, there's nothing to see anymore. I got, uh, <laughs> you know, just general old uh, athletic socks as opposed to, uh, you know, the, the team-issued ones, so... Uh, I, have, I have something else planned, so we'll we'll do something special this week to uh, align with the team. But I usually like to, you know, I'll wear some type of team garb, whether it's a polo or a hat or a, you know, jersey, whatever. So I like to be kind of aligned with the team and have their logo on me, but uh, not, nothing crazy. Very, very cool. Thank you. And and so let's start with with last Thursday night. Let's start there because we haven't talked to you since then. 
How concerned overall are you with what we saw on Thursday night, uh, specifically, for lack of a better term, that kind of brain fart moment that we saw, um, or at least some people thought they saw, from Tom Brady at the end of the game? Yeah, I mean, it's not what you want there. At the end of the, you know, the in the with the situation, you know, it's winding, you know, about a little over 30 seconds left. They need to get about 20-ish, 25 more yards to get into field goal range with no timeout. Certainly doable, but, you know, it's, it's a hurry-up situation. Tom Brady is, you know, 20 years in the league. He's going to take the shot where he feels like he needs it. He went for a chunk play to, I believe it was Cam Brait. Didn't work out. Uh, but I'm going to trust his judgment over Monday morning quarterbacking. Could he have gotten five or six yards to get the first down? Probably, yes. Um, but then, you know, you're still in a running clock situation where you still do need 15 to 20 more yards. So um, he took the shot earlier rather than later. And I think as fans, we got to trust the judgment of the guy who's the greatest quarterback of all time. So did he know if it was fourth down or not? I mean, on the TV camera, it would appear not. He denied it after. You know, you can only really take it at face value. But, yeah, it was very strange to see him putting up four fingers. Yeah, it was it was bizarre to watch. It really, really was. We're talking to Stephen Che from Barstool Sports, uh, kind of in that same vein. And I know you don't like to get you know caught up in the in the drama type stuff, but um, we were talking yesterday and played some audio from Fox Sports uh, with Shannon Sharp digging in to Tom Brady about the way he acts towards his teammates and how he kind of uh, gets in his teammates' ass when they make mistakes. You as a fan, do you have any problem when you see Tom Brady going off on his teammates, or is it kind of the same answer as the last question where you're talking about the goat he can do whatever the hell he wants i mean i think most people most sports fans in the u.s saw the, the documentary series the last dance where we just saw you know a 10-part series on espn and now it's on netflix with michael jordan you know completely chewing his teammates out to the point where you know he's punching one of his teammates steve kerr in the face and you know getting thrown out of practice so i mean there's when we had guys here in tampa that were you know, too smiley and kind of let everything go, like Gerald McCoy, everyone kind of vilified him yeah. with saying, hey, how come you're not, you know, kind of the, you know, butt kicker that, you know, Warren Sapp was and kind of take no prisoners. But now that you have a guy here chewing things out, you know, chewing guys out, you want a Gerald McCoy leader? I mean, I think you're going to have, um, you know, people are going to complain either way. I think Tom Brady's method to success has been proven with six championships. So I'm going to trust, again, you know, kind of what he's doing. And I'm totally fine with it. I mean, he has more experience than any guy on the team so if uh, you're going to trust that he knows what is right in certain situations, so uh, he's you know he's a captain, he's he's a, he's a leader of this team, so he uh, has earned the right to do that. Yeah, and I think you're you're absolutely right. It's a bizarre situation to be in uh, when it, when a single player is so much more accomplished than anybody else on the team, including the coach. And and I think that we we see it. And you know, Arian seems to have his back on it. And uh, you know, I, I've got no problem seeing it moving forward as well. Uh, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers um, coming off the loss to the Bears. Is this? this early in the season, at least, the closest we can get to a must-win game for the Buccaneers on Sunday? Um, the the must-win term is tough. Like, yeah, I, I would have put, honestly, I probably would have put last week as more of a must-win than this one because, they're, I mean, they're underdogs in this game. They're two-point underdogs right. at home. It, it's, a, it's a pretty fair line. The Packers, uh, by all accounts, seem to be a Seem to be a better team. Aaron Rodgers is playing great football. Uh, they're kind of in that uh, Mike Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan type offense where they're a run first, but now you're seeing a, a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who's able to do everything on the field. And if he's got receivers that are wide open, he's going to have no problem delivering the ball there. So um, 
they're playing great. They're a little bit vulnerable on defense, but they also have a lot of good players. Zadarius Smith, who's an edge rusher, is a guy we're going to have to watch out for. Um, uh, he's going to be faced off against uh, – I mean, he plays all, all over the line, but Donovan Smith against him is going to be a pretty key matchup uh, this week, which is certainly not in the Bucks' favor. And then Jair Alexander is a cornerback who we got to be careful of. Um, he's a really good player um, on the outside. So Green Bay is certainly a very good team. This is really a measurable stick game. Um, you know, if Tampa was a great team right now, they would have beaten Chicago. I don't care about the officiating or the penalties or whatever. If they were a great team, they would have beat the Bears. They're just not a great team yet. But uh, I've said this, you know, dating back to the summer, uh, even before I started calling to your guys' radio, this team is not a team that's built for September, October. This team is going to be built for December and January and February. So I'm not specifically worried. Even if they lose this game, you know, they're going to be going to, I believe they're playing Vegas next week in Vegas. Um, so that'll be a tough one. But, you know, I'm not pushing the panic button yet. What is working in the Bucks' favor is the rest of the division. You know, Carolina yeah. is playing pretty well, but the New Orleans Saints are very lucky to be in the position that they are. They've won a lot of very close games, and their quarterback has been showing his age way more than, you know, the guy who may or may not have known it was fourth down last week. So um, <laughs> the Bucks have a little bit of room to work with. Um, you'd like to see them capitalize on that right now and kind of get out to a big division lead and hold on to that. Um, but again, you know, this team is going to be built for down the stretch. We're not going to clinch the division by Halloween. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not super worried and I wouldn't call this one a must win. So you mentioned the penalties and, you know, a lot of people like to point to that because, you know, notoriously Bill Belichick teams don't have those stupid mistakes and the penalties like we saw on Thursday night. As somebody who really gets into the ins and outs of the game from everything we hear, uh, you know, Bruce Arians isn't afraid to get on to his players. Like, in your opinion, what is the the true difference maker and what can happen to get away from these dumbass mistakes? Yeah, I mean, they're really just not as disciplined as you'd like to see players be. I mean, we saw this going back to, I think it, I think it was week one um, against the Saints where the, you know, the Saints had a fourth and one or fourth and two and they weren't going to go for it. And then Vita Vea, who's a really good player, uh, you know, jumps off sides and it gives them a first first down. So this this has been bubbling for a while. Um, they were a pretty penalized team last year. And yeah, going back to your stat about the or your comment about the Patriots, uh, I think when the Patriots were playing the Chiefs on um, that uh, rescheduled game, uh, the Patriots had like a false starter holding penalty, and, they, and the announcer said that was their first offensive penalty of the season. So Bucks fans are not accustomed to that. Um, we're certainly not as buttoned up as the Patriots, and certainly more attention to detail needs to be paid. I, I don't know exactly where we can get that. We have a lot of guys who are prone to penalties. I mean, you look at Ryan Jensen, um, who is a very, very good player, but he is a hothead, and that works in your favor a lot of times because you can see him uh, you know, standing up for teammates and you know, pushing guys after the whistle, and he's an agitator and an enforcer. But sometimes, and that comes with you know his style of play, he's going to get penalized sometimes for cheap shots after the whistle or standing up for teammates. And you kind of have to live with that. Donovan Smith and like false starts, you know, and holds, you know, you have to realize he's not the best left tackle. He's an average left tackle, probably on a good day. So when he's overmatched, guys hold. It's it's tough. The false starts, you really need to clean up. People need to get on the same page, and those are the ones I'm a little bit more concerned about. But at the end of the day, we have guys that are penalty prone. Yeah, it's a bummer, and, and you can tell that's the stuff that really pisses Tom off. I mean, when he looks fully enraged, uh, it's it's those moments where that are just dumb, dumb 
uh, mistakes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers having what could be a career season, maybe in the running for MVP, depending on who you ask. Uh, what does the Buccaneer defense need to do on Sunday to make Rodgers look not as good as he's been? Well, it's a great transition because one thing Aaron Rodgers is great at is drawing guys offside and getting a free play. The Bucs can't do that. That's Aaron Rodgers' specialty. Um, if he gets a free shot downfield, he's going to take a big shot, and you know that leaves you open for you know a potential touchdown, potential big play, potential big penalty. So you can't have that. You got to stay disciplined. Know that you're not going to sack him a ton, um, but just be able to you know stay in control and not jump offside. Um, you know, what do the Bucks need to what to do to win this game? So they are they were like the number two run defense, I believe, in the NFL. Vita Vea, who is now out for the year, it looks like, with a broken leg. That's a really big loss. The yeah. Packers run the ball really well. Um, Aaron Jones is a running back who uh, he's basically neck and neck with Alvin Kamara as far as talent and, you know, rushing and receiving. So he's a guy that doesn't get as much hype, but he is every bit the player as the guy we are much more familiar with in New Orleans. So he is certainly a guy we need to be wary of. They don't have uh, a ton of big-name playmakers on the outside. Devontae Adams is a, you know, an all-world receiver and a very good player who I'm sure everyone is familiar with. Um, Robert Tanyan is, is a tight end who's coming along, uh, who's very much in the mold of a George Kittle. They trained together in the offseason. So he's a guy we got to watch out for. He's having a breakout year. But overall, just contain, contain Green Bay. Don't let them kind of... Uh, get ahead in the uh, down distance early. So if they have, you know, third and shorts or second and shorts, they're going to be able to take these big shots down the field. Uh, a big injury for the Bucks is Carlton Davis, who's going to be questionable with, I believe, it's an abdomen or midsection injury. Um, he's going to be very much a game-time decision. So if the Bucks are without him, he's one of their best players, especially on defense. Um, injuries are not necessarily in our favor at this point, but it looks like, you know, Chris Godwin and Mike Edwins, Mike Evans are going to be playing. So, uh, that'll be it. We need to just kind of stay on the field, convert third downs, run the ball. Ronald Jones has played awesome the past two weeks. Hopefully he can keep, hopefully he can keep it up. Um, and if we're controlling the ball, it'll keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, which is the best thing we could do. Absolutely. I don't know if we've ever asked you for a straight-up pick before. I don't know where your fandom lies between what you actually see. Uh, what does Stephen Che believe is going to happen uh, this Sunday at Ray J? Did the Bucks pull off a win against the Packers? Uh, I'm always going to root for the win no matter what. Do I objectively think they're going to win this game? I don't. I don't think that they're in, in, the, in the place right now where they can beat a Green Bay team who's coming off of a bye. The Bucks had you know, a week and a half uh, since they played on Thursday. I mean, it's a big-time gut-check game. I think if they win this game, that's going to tell you a lot about this team because they, they you know, by the, by the spreads, they should have won last week. They shouldn't win this week. Um, but if they can really check themselves and – uh, up their game to a point where they're con they're beating a top team in the NFC, then absolutely you got to believe this team is for real, and maybe they are going to be a great team. So um, I would be again, this team is not built for September or October. I don't think they're at that place yet. I think Green Bay, who's been together for you know a full year, is at that place. They are a very good team. They're clicking on all cylinders, um, and they are built for this time of year. I don't think the Bucks are. But, you know, if the Bucks can pull this out, which I very much hope they do, uh, then we need to reevaluate what we think about them, and they might be ready for a great 
I like that answer, and hopefully we're closer to greatness than uh, than some might think we are right now. Um, Steven, before we let you go, if I can give you a peek into what we got going on here, uh, Mike and I played a game um, previous, like right before you called. It was like a, a who knows who better. So there were seven questions mm-hmm. about each other, and uh, whoever lost had to eat this. Um, have you heard of this Pocky, this one-chip challenge? It's a very, very Hi. spicy yeah. um, Carolina yep. Reaper. Awesome, right? Yeah. Yep. Have you ever had it? I haven't. Um, some guys on my show ate it, and it was a very unpleasant 24 hours. Oh, man. 24 hours. So so here's the plan. No. is like, you know, so I'm hosting today. Drew is not here, and so I lost this game. <laughs> the loser was to eat the chip. So I was going to actually eat the chip, like, right now with you on the line, and then I had one last fun question I was going to ask you, like, like with post-chip. So in your professional opinion, do like, it. do you feel that I can host two more hours of radio <laughs> in prime time in Tampa after eating this chip? In your professional opinion? <laughs> uh, the guys on our radio show did it at the very end of the show. That's um, what I suggested. I, I've, been told that water, I've been told that water makes it worse. Um, so two hours, I think, I think you should do it right before a break. Um, if not at the end, but uh, it'll certainly be a challenge. And I mean, it's Friday, so, you know, hopefully you have a margarita on deck or something like that. So you can kind of uh, start the weekend off early, kind of get in a little relaxed mode. I got to say, um, you've scared but yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be a challenge for sure. Okay. Well, now I can't back out. Like, I mean, I've, I've committed to eating the chip. And, I mean, Stephen Che is on the line. I told him I was going to eat the chip, even though he scared me. Like, I'm just going to eat the chip. I have gloves on my hand, you and do. I'm going to eat the chip. I'm going to eat the chip. Okay, Love eat the, the chip. Move. All right, let's do it. Okay, right, the I'm next segment. It. It's fine. All right. We got this. All right, I'm going to eat the chip. Yeah, no, I got a, I got a iced coffee over here, so oh, I'm gonna, gonna I'll be okay. Uh, okay, Stephen Che on the line. Micah, um, I'm going to go ahead and eat this. Uh, this is the um, the Pake, Pake, uh, the death, death chip, Pakwai, whatever we're, we're calling it. Pakwai. Here we go. Okay. All right. I'm thanks, for, thanks for playing along, Stephen. Here we go. Yeah, of course. These are always fun. Just to give a little backstory, though, John has done multiple challenges, including an Inferno heat soup challenge that he lived through. So I feel oh, like okay. he's going to be okay. So far, we have he's no reaction. For this. Oh, my God. You okay? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. You don't look okay. Mm-hmm. So real quick, Stephen, if I can just <laughs> read to you what to expect. It says a spicy punch to the tongue. Followed by a fiery jab to the face. And then you will experience impaired vision from tears. Is your vision impaired? And then a low blow to the gut. Okay. And then round five is a knockout. So. What if you pass out? Okay. Steven. Steven. I've, I've, heard, I've heard it coming out is almost as bad as it going in. Thank you, Steven. Um, Steven, we've been... We've been talking here on the show today. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Are you good? We were talking on the show today about this um, this map that shows every state's favorite Halloween candy. Okay. Oh, my God. I know that you're in New Jersey. So I'll, yes. I'll first tell you. Oh, my God. I'll first tell you that in Florida, supposedly based on algorithms, the airheads, oh 
the Airheads are uh, the the favorite Halloween candy for Floridians. Do you? How do you? First of all, real quickly, how do you feel about about Airheads? <laughs> I love it. Airheads are great. You got the white mystery, blue raspberry, watermelon's probably my favorite. Um, but I mean, Airheads in uh, any flavor are very good. You, see, uh, you know, when I was a kid, they were a quarter, and uh, you know, what better deal can you get than that? Good answer, Stephen. Um, the real thing that I really want to ask you, you're in New Jersey, right? You live in New Jersey. Yep. Correct. My, uh, my, um, wife, I just got married. Um, she's from Tom's river. Are you near there? Oh yeah. Um, uh, like 40 minutes, maybe it's, uh, that's like exit 90 on the, on the parkway and I'm 137. So yeah, about <laughs> 50 minutes, maybe people in New Jersey, a lot of them do the, do the parkway math. It's a mile per number. And so being where 47 miles oh, apart. Oh I've got literally stuff coming out of my nose, Steven. I'm sorry. I need a napkin. Yeah. Uh, do you eat a, do you have a, a belief on pork roll? Because I was introduced to pork roll because of my wife who's from New Jersey. Do you eat pork roll or do you call it Taylor ham? Um, I, so there's different uh, regions of Jersey where you go, where it's called <laughs> certain things. She would be classified as South Jersey, which is where pork roll would be the, the denomination for it. Um, where I am from, we call it Taylor ham and cheese, but you know it's it's the same thing. It's, I mean, it's very good. It's like it's, a you know ham, egg, and cheese sandwich, but the ham is uh, kind of like Canadian bacon. It's Ooh. delightful. It's really delightful. Um, I'm getting the punch to the gut right. part right now. You're handling this extremely well, which I mean, I anticipated. Uh, I but think it's you should have known me better, and you wouldn't have had to eat the chicken. I liked I like the fact that we're having Stephen here because I feel like he's distracted. making me being a better man than I really am. Wow. Uh, New Jersey's <laughs> uh, favorite Halloween candy, Stephen, the Crunch Bar. Um, I'm not a fan. Does that feel right? The Nestle Crunch Bar? Nestle Crunch Bar, according to the algorithms uh, off of Google, is uh, New Jersey's favorite Halloween candy. That's uh, that's disappointing. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those would come in, you know, when you're a kid and you're trick-or-treating, those would come in the variety pack, so certainly. But I'm surprised that that would be the favorite. I feel like there are a lot better options out there like what what's your head or what what's your favorite little skittles or nerds or starburst or anything oh. like that you, so you're um, like a fruity tree I mean, you're like oh, not candy you're a fruity guy we found out that um we found out that it's split right down the country uh 25 states prefer chocolate 25 prefer fruity see in in my house yeah, I mean, the crunch bar is always to my mom so yeah. like that's her thing so there are those crunch people out there. My mom's not from New Jersey, but apparently New Jersey's not sleeping on the crunch bar. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, if I went chocolate, I probably would have preferred, like, uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups or Twix yeah. or something of that nature. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard to accept. Crunch bar, I wouldn't even put in my top ten chocolate. Good. Thank candy. you. Thank Same. you, Stephen. You're a voice of reason. I appreciate you so much playing along with us today. Um, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Let's hope we can pull off a win this weekend and uh we'll talk to you soon man thanks for always making time he's steven che from barstool sports you can hear him on his podcast going deep um with former Steeler willie cologne and check him out on twitter at steven che you're the man yes all right thanks john have a good one bye Bye, steven (sighs) okay we need to go to break yeah i'm gonna get you some milk john's joints is coming up next um uh we're gonna dig into a little bit not trying to get down in the muck and what happened in these town halls last night, but the name Paulette should be ringing in everyone's ear today because an old woman shot her shot with the president last night, and I've got the audio and much more coming up next in John's Joints. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view. 
an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.